0: Welcome to The Interesting Podcast, episode number 188. This episode is with the delightful Claire Roy Harvey. She's a puppeteer who's worked on so many of our favorite things, and she was a joy to hang out with. In this episode, we talk about how she got into puppetry, teaching herself to make her own puppets, The inspiration behind her show Lily Through the Dark, what it was like working on multiple Star Wars movies, Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance, and Jurassic World Dominion, the importance of being open to learning new things, and so much more. She quickly became one of my new favorite people, and I'm so excited for you to get to know her as well. She's the best. So, without further ado, let's just jump into it. Please enjoy this episode of The Interesting Podcast, number 188, with Claire Roy Harvey. Theme song time. this is the world now how you doing
1: yeah, i'm good yeah good, I'm, good. Uh, I'm at home in england on the, on the south coast
0: amazing uh, amazing are you from there the south coast of england
1: no i'm not i'm from um i'm from essex which is like up a bit more by london
0: i'm familiar with the accent it's a popular ah, one
1: <laughs> ah sure yeah 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 it seems to be a little bit kind of Dare I say, it, it seems to be a little bit cool uh, yeah. <laughs> now, which I never thought would be something that would ever happen. So that's kind of awesome.
0: Take it as the wheel turns, wherever you can. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I'm taking it. I'm saying I'm cool at the start of this.
0: Yeah, so. there you go. I'll say it for you. Well, we'll this is a double team <laughs> effort here. <laughs> How's your day going? You're in the future for me.
1: Yes, of course. Yeah, what time is it there?
0: It is 2 p.m. You're at
1: 7? I can tell you from the future. Everything's okay. It's fine. Thank God. You know, that's Mm -hmm. actually
0: the reason I wanted to talk to you, just in case, (laughs) to have an agent. You know?
1: That's why we're here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't mind being your time lord. That's okay.
0: Good. Good. I need one. I keep going through them. I don't know what it is.
1: Wow, that makes me nervous.
0: (laughs) It's no fault of my own. You guys just get all over with your time. You know, sure, sure. I have to, have to abjugate any sort of fault for legal reasons
1: gotcha it's a disclaimer
0: exactly exactly <laughs> so I I've never been to Essex how what what is it like comparatively to other parts of England give me a frame of reference here
1: well where I'm from is kind of it's just outskirts really it's sort of on mm-hmm. more on the London side um and it was actually a little bit of history it yeah, was uh, built as an overflow town from the second world war, so people were like moving out. Oh. Um, so all around the edge of London, you get these like little towns, they're sort of called new towns. Love it. Um, and where I'm from, there was like a, a, an unusual design, I think. So there was, um, like you have the town center where you got your shops and stuff, and you have the residential, it's sort of kind of comes out in a circle, and then you have like what's called greenbelt land, which is all this kind of green land that can't be touched. Um, oh. yeah, so it was quite, it's, you know. That's a bit of interesting. That sounds nice. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Mixture of like, you know, sort of more rural, sort of green spaces. Yeah. close enough to the city as well. So it's kind of a good location. <laughs> why did I ever leave? Look at me talking yeah. around. Like, why <laughs> did I ever leave.
0: <laughs> That's interesting. I when I was in London a few years ago, I noticed that the roads of London specifically, if you drew them out, would look like a cracked windshield. Everything oh, is wow. just slightly circular as well. I'm just going out. I'm I'm sensing a circular theme. Yeah,
1: that's right. such a bad omen when you're driving <laughs> for it to have been a crack of
0: windshield. Oh
1: man, that's not what you want.
0: You know, it's you guys figure out a way though to to navigate them as far as roads and it's opposite as well because we're on of the course. we're on the right side. You guys are on the left. It's, you're on
1: the right side. We're on the wrong side.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, depends who you ask, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. I did live in London for a while actually. Um, How'd that go? I mean, it was fine. I, and, you know, I made I friends there and connections. And because I'm from somewhere that's sort of just on the edge of it, it didn't feel like a big move. Mm, um, sure. But I went, to, I went and trained at university, and I came down to the oh. South Coast. I, I'm here now. So that was my... Got it. That was my, um, and it got to a point where I wanted to come back because it's it's quite a rural sort of nice place down here. Yeah. Um, Which is... You know, compared to London, I just got to a point where I thought, "Hey, sort of doesn't matter where I live, sort of for work." So I could sure I could kind of go where I wanted, which was a nice little uh, realization to have.
0: There you go. I'm I'm much more of a rural person as are well. You? Cities are just it's it's too much. I get tired. Yeah, I need, need a little quiet, just a little
1: bit of a recharge. Yeah
0: is is there a big like entertainment sort of thing coming out of Essex?
1: Is there a big entertainment thing coming out?
0: <laughs> where that where that sort of interest come from?
1: Um oh. for me. Yeah. Um, so I that's a very good question. So I uh I was a pretty really shy child actually. So sometimes I do think how I ended up doing what I'm doing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> yeah. And
1: I think, you know, if you pick it a bar, I mean I hide behind stuff for a living. So Oh, I respect so, that. Yeah, it kind of works, you know. So you're looking at the thing I'm yeah. not necessarily at me. So I guess if you unpick it like that, the psychology of that, that's quite interesting, though.
0: Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I kinda yeah. like that. You're like the the you're the guts of the whole
1: thing. You're the heart yeah. and the spirit, you know? Yeah, I yeah. Like um, but I did actually so yeah, I did uh I went and did like performance courses. Makes sense. Um which I look back now and think, gosh, well done, little shy child. Well yeah. done. <laughs> that didn't really look like it was going to be on the cards for you, you know, personality wise. Sure. Um, but I'm grateful I did because I probably wouldn't be doing the job I'm doing. Now. Sure. But um, it's funny how those things work out. Eh?
0: It's my favorite thing to connect those dots. Be like, oh, mm-hmm. interesting. So then where did puppetry come from? Because it's such a specific skill and it is, it's different, but it's also the same because it is performing, but its it's yeah, a different it's, avenue.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just a different way of, channeling that character or showing that character yeah. to the world, or telling their story um so I I met a puppeteer great start <laughs> when I was yeah when <laughs> I was 16 um oh, awesome. yeah and I, I think until you meet someone doing the job when you're a young person you have no idea that it even exists
0: 100% um,
1: so that was a real kind of Formative moment, I think. I thought, hey, someone's making a career out of this. This is cool. Yeah. Um, I lived opposite a theatre and it was a real kind of little fairy tale. Like I could look out the window and sort of see the bright lights of the theatre. Oh, cool. Claire Harvey sitting in her
2: room,
1: looking out longing at the theatre. And uh, I got involved with um, the youth service where I lived and they were doing a lot of things to essentially stop kids. Hanging out, getting drunk on park benches. Sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, I, I guess I got scooped off a park bench at some point. By yeah. Some amazing adults who thought our time could be spent a little bit better. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one of the things they used to do um, alongside stuff like, you know, getting young people to take an interest in politics and then you know local council and activism and stuff like that. The other things we used to do were they'd sort of see who's interested in putting on shows. Oh, yeah. Um, so I got involved in that with my one of my sisters, um, and then met another friend whose mother ran a youth theater, um, mm-hmm. at this same venue. And they used to do the largest community pantomime in the UK. Wow, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it a pretty big deal, you know. It's just, yeah, that's cool. I'm luck that I even lived there, you know.
0: I love it. Um,
1: And then I met, so I saw that in the panto there were puppets. And I remember thinking, oh, that's cool.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Because my mum was and still is, in fact, really handy and like innovative with making things. I can
0: see the thread.
1: Yeah, she was a designer and a window dresser for a company called Woolworths years and years ago. Mm -hmm. And she used to go around like designing the windows and doing the window dressing stuff. Wow. So that was something that's like passed down to to me you know yeah again that's quite a a formative beat I can see it yeah in my work life um and so I see these puppets and think okay that's cool that could be something that could be made um and so me and a friend uh started making some puppets based on that wow Um, yeah yeah so just sort of got stuck in really I'm really from a household where if you want to do something or if something's broken or if something is doing you just kind of get on with it like, yeah you know you just have a go it's that sort of have a go attitude and not being afraid to try something hard just because yeah. it's hard doesn't mean you can't do it you know totally um, so yeah so that was kind of the vague beginnings of puppetry being planted in my world but I think at the time I still thought I might going to musical theatre.
0: Okay, okay, why not? Have a go.
1: Yeah, yeah, well that's sort of what the youth theatres were doing Um, that I was involved in. Um, they just give you a song and off you go.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> um. And through school I did a bit of choir as well and I sort of found out that I could sing a bit. Um, a little bit? Great. I yeah, may yeah. have
0: heard some of your stuff? Maybe?
1: <laughs> maybe? Oh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was kind of interest as well and I think because some of the first stuff I saw on stage was musical theater. I kind of just thought that was theater probably. Sure. Um, that makes the, sense. Uh, yeah. And that was sort of a tangible thing to do. So I kind of started gathering these threads of like, oh, there's some puppets, maybe there's some singing kind of going on as well. I did a bit of dance as well. So there was definitely kind of a, hey, maybe I could do this for my career. Um and my family were really supportive of that as well, which cool. I think um, is really great, you know, like. The, yeah, oh,
0: huge yeah. difference.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, they didn't understand it and they often don't. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they don't have to. You just no, got to support
1: exactly, it. <laughs> exactly, but as long as they're happy for you, yeah. the <laughs> when you come home with like this crazy idea that you're going to go off and leave home and, and go study and get yourself into loads of debt when you're a teenager. Right. <laughs> and they go, okay, good luck. As oh. long as you're happy. <laughs> yeah yeah weeping at the door oh yeah. why are you doing this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> put the puppets down yeah. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing um but yeah they were super supportive of it and i think they thought i probably was going to go into music of some sort really sure um because that seemed like an obvious route at a point mm-hmm. uh, and that's something i still do sort of as as and when i can and sometimes when you get a really great job you know you can have all these threads sort of come together and yeah you can use, you know, your musicality at, at the same time. And actually, I'd say a lot about puppetry is to do with them.
0: Oh, interesting. Makes sense. Yeah. Movement, timing. I get yeah.
1: it. Yeah. And even if you're not doing anything sort of specifically rhythmic, say, choreography-wise with a puppet, um, you certainly are if you're working in a team of people because you have to kind of sit in that right. other, you know, and you you get that magic kind of those little shorthand beats of communication where you're yeah reading each other and getting in that same place you know so I do think there's a a correlation I think you're absolutely
0: right I think there is a correlation between music and movement and puppetry because when I see creatures being multiple people inside how can there not be that sort of shorthand thing it's does that take time to like get usually when you're like their learning curve
1: yeah I mean Yeah. yeah it does I mean there's some people that like there's something naturally that you just click in with them. And and then other people, it might take a little bit longer. But I think, you know, if they're also a puppeteer and they also have a bit of music kind of know-how, they, you know, you can click in a bit quicker. But there are definitely people who I feel like I've naturally just locked in with, you know, on like yeah. day one. Um, I work a lot with a puppeteer called Lynn Robertson-Bruce. And, and I've ended up working with her a fair amount on sort of creatures for star wars things and we yeah there's just a real like easy shorthand you know that got there really quickly um her background is dance so it does make you wonder
0: yeah
1: there's something in it you know yeah
0: there has to be one hand washes the other it's all performance but yeah the musicality of it very interesting
1: yeah i love it when the music and the puppetry stuff kind of combines um i think that's one of the reasons why i really love still doing a bit of theater so yeah i started working in theater and that was where i sort of found the kind of that's where i learned how to do puppetry really i'd say you know that was my early kind of let's work out how to actually do this sure Um, and learn the thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, (laughs) learn the thing first and then go and do the thing you know um and yeah, the, I used to, well, I ran a theatre company with a guy called Ed Wren, who um, the company used to do puppetry storytelling and mix it with live music. Oh. Um, yeah. So that interesting. And again, here comes music, you know, kind of layering up all this.
0: Sort
1: of yeah. To support all this storytelling. Um,
0: is that who you did uh, Lily Through the Dark with?
1: It is. Yeah, yeah. How did that, was how the, did that come to be? Well, uh, so when I left, so I met Edwin at university mm-hmm. um and we decided that we wanted to make shows.
0: Cool. Um
1: we didn't have a theatre company, we just kind of went, <laughs> Hey, let's just as these, you know, bright young things tend to do. Sure. Hey, I'm not jaded by the industry. I'll just, <laughs> you know, pour my absolute heart and soul into this. That's yeah. what I'm supposed to do, you know? So um so, yeah, we, in the end, we started a theatre company called The River People. Um, and our second show that we did was a show called Lily Through the Dark. Um, yeah. And it was based on, uh, so my father passed away when I was 20. Um, mm. And about, we started the company maybe three years sort of later ish, or well, we made the show mm-hmm. three years later ish. And it was kind of to explore sort of the feelings of, grief of those people yeah. sort of left behind you know and kind of
0: totally
1: ryan processed that a bit and i guess my outlet at the time was hey i'm making theater and by then we'd made another show about an experience that ed had had in his family um and we'd kind of garnered a little bit of interest in the uk um people were interested in seeing the work and we thought sure. oh fantastic our work isn't crap you know <laughs> <laughs> people like it right. maybe we should carry on and so it was uh, the Lily Through the Dark show—that was the one that kind of meant that we went, oh, okay, let's make the theatre company around the product now. Sure. Um, so yeah, it was sort of based on the real experience that I'd had. Um, yeah. When my father passed away, um, and we took a bit of artistic license with it, you know. Sure, of course. Uh, but I mean, <sighs> loss is such a universal language.
0: Tell me about it.
1: Yeah, and I yeah. just—I mean, I still have people contact me now, you know, about about the show, and so so just so do the others, you know, who were involved in it. People still talk to me about it and still say, you know, this is i, I really remember this. Um, and we actually uh made a very small version of it for a um a child bereavement charity. Um, oh, beautiful! We, yeah, yeah, we made like a suitcase version, so we kind of put the a miniature version of the set in a suitcase ed took out his mandolin which he plays exquisitely yeah. um, and he story told and played the mandolin and i did most of the puppetry sort of in the case so we went around and and uh, spoke to families and showed them the story and we did a bit of a workshop and it's just you know it's all that kind of stuff that it keeps the dialogue going because it's yeah. something that's universal and that so many people struggle with and will be affected by that actually yeah. it's that was kind of like Yes, it was work, and yes, it was theater, and but also it was good. It's soul work, you know that kind of thing. A
0: hundred percent. Did it? <laughs> yeah, did yeah. it? Did you find that it helped? Like when you finished the show, like oh, I was able to kind of get that out a little bit, express it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it yeah. was uh it was that cathartic thing, isn't it? That's you know, the word. Yeah, but that, slightly real. You kind of go, "This is, you know, here's art helping me deal with this," but at the same time. It's starting those difficult conversations for other people as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and it it becomes more than just your story. It's just it it stops being that intimate and it becomes more right. social um, because everybody has experienced it to some extent. Um, yeah. See, that was kind of the the one the the show for me that kind of concreted that it's important to tell stories and that puppetry is a fantastic vehicle for doing that
0: yeah i would say so and you won an award so that's pretty cool
1: <laughs> yeah it's all right yeah yeah <laughs> we won some stuff,
0: you were on to something
1: <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and we were actually in 2020 boom going yeah. to do a... <laughs> <The old laughs> we it to... the year <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah before the world exploded yeah. um we were all getting together to do um like an audiobook version of it so maybe that would happen
0: oh Please do that. Don't let that one yeah. die. <laughs> yeah, I was
1: to do it. yeah, that would be really nice. Um, with the original cast as well. I oh, think
0: that'd cool. Be- That's yeah. amazing. I love that kind. Of, I mean, the best art comes from inside, right? It's like there's that unspoken human experience. It's mm. like, oh, here's a thing, and then someone else is like, I, I'm picking up that wavelength. I got it. Thank you.
1: Yeah, for sure. And you know, one of the things that, um. Ed and I started the company. You know, one of the reasons why we started it was to kind of try and tell in what we thought were important stories yes. and imp- important narratives. You know, and things to look at things that aren't necessarily spoken about, and something yeah. that you may not necessarily make a a theatre show about. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> but I'd people. argue you should.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, turned out that that was great. You know. And, and that uh, it was a real stepping stone um, as well. Um, and I had so many incredible conversations with so many people, you know, people, uh, the way it just opens people up when you start yeah. talking about that is, is a really special thing, I think. And for people to still feel now, you know, years later, that they can get in touch and, and, you know, talk about it. I, yeah. Again, that's just really, really special, isn't it?
0: I think so. I think, so. I think that's that, that's that good art. You're like, mm, this yeah. this hit the soul. You know, it's like I enjoyed it, but also, whoa.
1: Mm, there's a subconscious. Tasty,
0: tasty. <laughs> yeah. There's a you hit the subconscious here in a way. Well done. Well done. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's pretty good. Um and at the time I was also making all the puppets for what we were doing as well. Really? Yeah. So cool. I everything everything you heard was um Ed. So he would do the music and he would do the story. Right. Um and then everything you saw was what I was doing. Uh, yeah <laughs> so yeah it was uh it, it again that was a real steep learning curve you know we were making our own art making our own shows and what you don't realize at the time and we were both performing in it, but we t- at the, and at the time you don't realize that other people are watching
0: yeah <laughs> sure
1: and you kind of go so we'd run we were you know we ran the company for a while and then there was a point where you know it naturally comes to its end sure. and uh, suddenly we were being you know other folks that are making their work or other great theatres were asking us to work for them um,
0: Oh, right
1: And so you don't realise that what you're actually doing through all of this struggling as a young theatre company with no money uh, <laughs> making, you know, puppet costumes out of your own clothes <laughs> Sure. <so> you <laughs> go, oh this has all kind of been <laughs> one big audition for all other right.
0: people Right, sure
1: I was completely unaware of until that moment, you know, you sort of forget other people are watching because you know this the struggle was as they say very real when yeah. you were uh, young with kind of less money like from sure. various places um so yeah it was uh again massive learning massive massive learning and i wouldn't i wouldn't change it but um yeah, yeah. it's nice <laughs> to be young, young with loads of energy making theater, right you know? <laughs> <laughs> we're changing the world with our shows you
0: know? yeah how many shows did you do
1: gosh um we used to do other like, like little live event things as well, so I'm not 100% sure. We used to do you know the things that would make money as well. So, like, sure. uh, a, a very strange uh, situation we had was with a local venue, and they used to run a club night, so we used to provide acts for them. Uh-huh. and I would do like a, a puppet booth, it was all kind of circus themed. Sure. I would do this puppet booth where, like, uh, I love it. We would make a different thing every week. And one of the ones we made was a, a fortune teller puppet. So you walk into this little tent and it's like there's this little kind of uh, little creature sort of sat, she's going to tell your fortune. That's um, awesome. Had, yeah, it was good fun. Yeah. And we had, you know, little bits of business and things and the table would float on a rig and it was all, yeah, silly what? stuff. So you see stuff like that. But like in terms of shows that were the bigger shows, I say maybe we really did three or four. um And, you know, you're touring them for, a while applying for money from arts council england to kind of get a big tour on the go and sure there was a point where we uh with our friends from uh, Spinny hollow which is a uh, cultivated copse of woodland near us that's run by some friends
0: cool um
1: they we got some money for them to build a boat wagon that we could take our shows out in
0: oh that's awesome
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's great <laughs> you can really like get out to people you know yeah you can really, uh, jump in and, and get out to the communities and you can put your shop anywhere, is the thing, you know.
0: Right. It's a pop up.
1: It's a pop up, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was all, the, again, amazing learning, you know. The whole time I'm like being a sponge for puppetry and like any puppeteers I'm meeting. And, yeah. Yeah. You
0: know, are, a- are you good at learning? Because learning, you have to be okay with not being very good at something for a little bit. Like, are you going to kind of giving yourself room to learn?
1: I feel like. I am a bit of a sponge and I also feel that as a human being I think it's really important to to not be scared to fail and do the thing wrong yeah. right. because some of the best failures that I've ever had <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you learn some incredible lessons sure uh, um, and you go oh hey how did that lead to this um, sure. so failure can be an amazing blessing in disguise um and I think as soon as, for me I think I feel like as soon as I start to think oh yeah I know all of that I know all these things yeah. then surely that's when everything goes wrong like everything <laughs> I do is, is a new experience you know someone puts a puppet in your hand and yes it might operate the same as someone you've done before mm-hmm. but actually it's got all of its own little quirks you know it's got its own little things you're dealing with and you might be in a different it'll be a whole different set of people usually as well so then you have to kind of adjust to all of that so sure. yeah I do think it's a, it's a job that keeps you on your toes for sure I bet. You have to keep paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> and being a sponge, you
0: know. I've seen you use cardboard. I've seen you use ink and paper. I've seen you use burlap. I've, did you teach yourself to sculpt or did you have to like take classes or something? Because I've seen you're sculpting faces of puppets too. Like, mm. If you touch anything, it seems like you can make something out of it. It's It's pretty amazing
1: except gold i still haven't perfected not yet. spinning yet not yet but there's still time right i'm still learning. Right. we just gotta find the right
0: little person <laughs> yeah, and the exactly. right wheel that's it yeah <laughs>
1: that's all i need let's blame my tools yeah um <laughs> uh i yeah i taught myself i didn't do any particular Amazing. um i didn't do any making courses of this because they kind of weren't really around like puppetry courses is a thing weren't sure. really around when I was younger. So I mostly learned from people just being really generous. Um, and I was that kid that had all the behind the scenes books.
0: Oh yeah. The good <laughs> stuff. That was,
1: that's still me. You know? Yeah. But same. Yeah. And you learn so much by picking things up and trying it. It's that whole trying it thing again, you know, Sure. Like, um, at university I did perf- a performance course um, and that's really useful. But alongside that in my own time, I would be making stuff. Um, cool. And so if we needed something for a show, I would just make the thing. There <laughs> you know, you work, go. Out, work out how to make the thing. You know, if something's broken, fix it. It's that sure. sort of mentality. Um, and then there's kind of specifics that like, I once got some money from Arts Council England uh, when we were running the River People to go work with um, an amazing puppet maker called Max Humphries.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and he uh was really kind and gave us like a week sort of working in his workshop and that was sort of the first time oh, we'd wow. ever seen someone's workshop, you know. It was yeah. it was amazing. And he's incredibly generous. Um and I met another puppeteer called Mandy Travis, um, who helped us develop Lily through the dark. She'd come and sit in rehearsals with us and kind of oh, give wow. us some points on the puppetry. So like honestly, Brian like uh, I just think that there's so many people that I've met that are just so kind and like really believe yeah. in paying it forward and like sending that information back down the line. Sure. People need them. Um, so yeah, I've just never been afraid to kind of go, Oh, Hey, that's a cool material. I'll just go find some of that and have a go <laughs> and then work out like what I can use it for. Sure. Um, and I, I spent a long time as part of the theater company. One thing we also did was run workshops Cool. Um, so we used to do performance workshops but we'd also do i would run making workshops as well so craft stuff or like puppet making or design sure um, so you kind of learn say if you've got a two-hour workshop mm-hmm. there's only a certain amount of time you could you can you know spend time making something sure. so you try you backtrack so you work out what's the best outcome for this person to take away with them sure what's the strategy for for learning and teaching them how to do it mm-hmm. and you can pick a really specific you know material and teach them how to use that specific material in the workshop so again by proxy you're learning even more about it
0: oh
1: okay um, so yeah learning by doing I guess has been the thing and learning I like by it. Doing. yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is often you know it's that trial by fire isn't it sure
0: you, just, you
1: work out do it when you have to right (laughs) when the track and you're just laying the tracks down
0: yeah (laughs) i mean it's worked out so far
1: it's been okay yeah yeah i've got a lot of tracks down.
0: that's right so then when did you make the jump to screen because that's again a very different thing there's a stage versus a screen Mm -hmm. the medium is different
1: yeah so that was the thing that i i think i i knew that that's where i was headed but Mm -hmm. i just had no idea how to do that and you know when you have rent to pay every day you just do the thing that you're making money (laughs) do it
0: totally don't be
1: just so um so i carry on with you know the theater company stuff and then after we finish doing that i work i'm really lucky to work for um places like the little angel theater in london who are incredible puppet theater yeah um so i did some shows with them again sponging more learning off of them sure um which was fantastic and then I am moving out of London. I have a box in my hands, like a massive box, and my phone rings. I'm like, oh, strange. I haven't (laughs) spoken to this person for a really long time. Okay, let's see who, let's say hello. And I pick my phone up and I hear someone say, hello, Arv, are you still doing puppetry? (laughs) I I know that voice. So let's rewind the story. Okay. And let's remember the puppeteer that I meet at the theater when I'm a kid Mm -hmm. the puppeteer around me is a guy called Brian Herring.
2: Ah, (laughs) way
1: back. (laughs) Yeah. Way back when I'm watching the pantos, um, in the theater opposite my house. Yeah. Him that's behind the puppetry in these pantos. And actually he was writing as part of the creative team. Yeah. So he knew me as this shy kid, you know,
0: what a small world
1: Singing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And he'd found out in the, in the intervening years that I'd been doing puppetry, you know, and he'd been sort of keeping an eye on what I was doing because obviously he's pops here. And yeah. you do, you know, the rumblings of what other people are doing. Um, and I said, yeah, I am still doing puppetry, but I am just moving house right now. Um, <laughs> so this isn't a great time. And he said, well, I need you to send a tape and trust me, you want to send this tape. You have to send this tape. And I said, okay, fine, we'll send me all the details. And he sent me the details. And obviously, at the time, I don't know that the project is The Force Awakens. Of
0: course. course. (laughs) And you're
1: not told these things, you know, because it was, you know, it's such a massive deal. Like, it was all coming back. And there was a lot of uh, sort of cloak and dagger situations about it. So you just get the information that you need told to you. Please send a tape here. You'll be, use these sides. We'll, you know, we'll send you a link to log into the sides. Send a tape, done. And I thought, okay, fine. But I read the sides and I thought, this Mm. is interesting. This sounds like it'd be a certain franchise that (laughs) I just love. (laughs) Surely not. And I hadn't heard any rumblings that anything has happened. Um, So I send a tape um, along with most of the other female properties in the UK. And Um. actually some of the guys sent them too. Um, and they were trying to cast this particular character, which at the time was supposed to be puppet. Um, uh, we go through a casting process. So I went in one day, <laughs> brilliant day, to uh, Pine And uh, I walk into this little ra- waiting room, just to sign in a reception. And I realize I'm stood in a room with these really tall, slender men who are about seven foot. Ah. And I think, hang on a minute, mate. <laughs> what are they auditioning for and I'm starting to piece everything together you know my mind is like well they could only be hang on a minute you know yeah
2: it means
1: for all people anyway uh I do sort of an audition process and it's really great actually you get given so much support you know they, whatever support you need um testing cool. your monitors and things um and then it, it appears that it's a, a puppet character that's going to be Mm-hmm. In Star Wars, and that Star Wars is coming back. You know, we're doing Force Awakens, great. So I'm trying to stay chill because I am, a- <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: you know, like you're just trying not to sweat, right? Don't
0: this is want fine, to give-
1: right? Yeah, yeah. This is just another normal day.
0: I do this it's all another all the time.
1: Day. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I, and then uh, I walk into an audition finally, and uh, there's another guy that's reading the part opposite. And uh, he says, "Hi, my name's Derek." And I said, "Oh, hi, nice ah. to meet you." <laughs> and this is where I meet uh, Derek Arnold, who's also another fantastic uh, member of the um, CFX gang uh, mm-hmm. from, from Star Wars. Um, so it was a bit of a trial by fire for me, to be honest. Sure. Um, another one.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's par for the course at this point.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We, you know, we just get on with it and we learn. Yeah. Um, and I didn't guess it. Um. Oh. The character went a different way. Sure. Um, the character became digital. Um, got it. And that was that. Um, but I got a phone call saying, uh, was I available for something else? And how tall was I? Um, and I now realize years later that that was for the caretakers.
2: Oh, um, okay.
1: But I wasn't available. I was signed on to a theater tour by that point. So I couldn't sure. just leave it. Yeah. Um, but then... I get a call now. What was that about? So I get a call for solo. So, it's some time passes, I get a call. Was it solo? No, I get a call for Last Jedi. Uh huh. That sounds
0: about um, right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yes. And I, yeah. that
0: was, that was before. Yes.
1: Yeah. We <laughs> <But> do <laughs> the math. Yes. Yeah. Seven, I, Rogue One, eight, exactly.
0: Solo,
1: nine. Got, I got you. <laughs> um, yeah, I get a call for Last Jedi. And um, they just needed an extra member of the team to go to Dubrovnik um, Mm -hmm. and shoot. uh, There's a sauna sequence in the last Jedi where Uh all the the, uh, creatures bundle through. There was it ended up being um, it wasn't in the movie in the end. It was just in the sort of deleted scenes. Yep. Um, But I was under a big like slug creature with amazing. um, it was, it was amazing, actually, yeah. And it's one of those moments where you walk in and go, yeah, this is cool. This is just another day I can handle yeah,
0: this. <laughs> this checks out.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is fine. Uh, and I was under there with some fantastic people, actually. I was under there with Holly Taylor, uh, Steve Kevin, uh, Robin Guyver. Oh, love him. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, uh, Kieran Shah. Amazing. Um, and Ali Sarabani was there as well. And, you know, we're just, you know, in Dubrovnik with a big slug creature. Yeah, as you do. <laughs> you know? Just, you know, that's the day. Um, so yeah, you learn and again you learn a lot really quickly. Yeah. Those, and then yeah, I got a call for solo after that. So I think that went well. Um, I would say so. <laughs> <laughs> and was, but in solo it was for um so there's a big scene with Mother Proxima
0: mm-hmm. in the water. Amazing.
1: And the first con like uh, idea for it, the first concept was um a load of puppeteers puppeteering tentacles so originally she had lots of tentacles um, oh, so we, okay. which, um, but it wasn't using and they changed the the design of her sure. uh, and they didn't need it um but yeah a load of us went in and shot all that um so yeah that was okay and then ended up doing rio uh-huh. with um katie. katie and lynn robert's another and previous guest mm-hmm. yeah another previous guest yeah
0: yeah
1: do um, so, you know it just slowly you slowly start to you know, you do something good, it's okay. And then you sort of carry on and you're learning more and more and more as you go. Sure. Um, so yeah, that's sort of...
0: How was that doing extra arms on a person? Good. Were they attached to her? Yeah,
1: they're attached to the suit. Yeah, so yeah. You talk so about
0: they... moving together. You're doing arms while she's bouncing around as well.
1: Hey, we're back in the rhythm again, you know. There we go. Yeah, and there was there were points where both Lynn and I were in. So sometimes I was in just because I seemed to be the correct next human up, you know, like those rushing sure. up yeah <laughs> to be, it, size up so there's moments where I was in both arms in the back of Katie and then there are moments where uh limbs in one side I was in the other depending on what what the character was oh. doing um so yeah there was lots of um lots of chopping vegetables and throwing frying pans and trying stuff out the R&D stuff for it was great fun oh, I bet. um yeah
0: that's cool so
1: yeah that's the fun one yeah that was fun you just do a bit and then a little bit more a little bit more a little bit more
0: sure were were you also the alien in the jar that was singing? Yeah,
1: well, yeah, was <laughs> yeah.
0: How how did uh, that work?
1: Uh, it's such good fun. So the builders, I mean, big shout out to all the builders and all the fabricators oh, yeah. and everyone that works in those teams because the work. You know, I walk in to be shown a puppet. And sometimes they go, oh, yeah, here's the puppet. So there's this that's kind of, we've got to work this out, we've got to work this out. And I just think I could peel my face off with joy at how incredible <laughs> it is. You know? It's just unreal. Everyone's working at it, it's like the apex of somebody's art. Yeah. Um, so it's just such a privilege to be able to kind of add something to them and, you know, sure. put the little cherry on the top, like, um, and you're just another cog in that kind of line of. Right of its creation it's just a lovely thing to be a part of but um yeah so that was actually in water
0: oh yeah
1: yeah so it was the little tank as you see it Uh and then the puppet was sort of hung inside and then it was filled up with water and around the back it's a really genius system um that uh there was a glove in the back like a, a rubber glove and i put my arm into the glove into the puppet what and then it was like a hand puppet. Yeah, it's a hand puppet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: had no it's idea.
1: Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then the rig also moves up and down, so it looks like it's floating. So it's on like scaffolds that kind of go inside one another. Um, and Damien Farrell was sort of doing that, Amazing. so that it looks like it's kind of uh, floating. That was the first. I think that was the first thing I did with Damien actually. Um, wow. and then, uh, over the course of the shoot, I think people that were on the eyes were. Neil Sternberg was there on the eyes. Lynn Robertson-Bruce again did some mm-hmm. eyes and Brian Herring did some eyes. So, you know, it's all that kind of team.
2: Sure. Team,
1: but, you know. but yeah, he's an incredible build. Sam uh, Sam Nicholson, I think his name is, yeah, um, built the, the puppet and it was such a joy to use. And, and the fans have really jumped on oh, him. Yeah. <laughs> like when he first came out, I remember seeing people sort of posting such joy about it
0: oh yeah I mean look at him and he sings. he's gorgeous
1: <laughs> so gorgeous yeah 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 <laughs> and he sings and hello there's me doing some puppetry there it is singing. again look yeah. at this look at all, all these we're finding yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um and we had the track you know we took sort of popped into the track and oh cool originally the vocal was a little bit different um sure and it was it was different too in the movie mm-hmm. um but yeah that was uh that was a sort of a fun, unexpected one to do as well. So again, another little thing like just you
0: know, yeah, keep on trucking.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And again, you learn so much. You know, that was my first sort of puppet on my own. I think. Uh, cool. For, for Star Wars, so I remember thinking as they brought the camera over, I remember thinking, "Oh, okay, Water <laughs> off a duck's back." <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay don't
0: mess this up <laughs> I love the idea because I'm like imagining you puppeteering all these different things and it's there's a lot of angles right like you're on stage you're facing out the audience you're behind a puppet doing this you're under a table doing this and then in Dark Crystal is one yeah. of those sets where it's up and you're running through the puppeteer lanes like how yeah. how was how that because that's, that's a Henson yeah. thing it's a big
1: deal yeah so that was all raised sets Um, and that was I mean <sighs> how long have we waited for more dark crystal, you know? Right. So that was incredible. You walk to it's the kind of job where, and actually a lot of these jobs are that I find I'm asked to go and do, you walk in and you just think, don't cry. It's so brilliant, but don't cry. Yeah.
0: yeah. Wait till amazing. no one's looking.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Find a quiet moment and go. Yeah. And then come. Um, but yeah, that was, um, and again, people working at the absolute top of their art forms. Oh yeah. People that make the books, you know, that the puppets are holding, like just so, oh, it's and like just, real books,
0: not like just a cover. Real
1: books. <laughs> like, <laughs> having commissioning all these things, you know, to have that level of detail,
0: yeah, is just
1: stunning. Um, but before I did Dark Crystal, I did a um, a uh, children's TV series um, oh, cool. for the BBC um, called Feeling Better, and I used that time just to brush up on my um, on my straight scan monitor um because Uh up until then Uh i'd done all reverse scan which is like the mirror image oh Um, yeah so you're looking at your monitor and you've got the mirror image so it's you kind of the screen is back your brain is (laughs) well that's straight scan so you switch it and that's what the camera sees and that's how the production worked everyone was on straight scan. so i took the time to on that job to teach myself straight scan and i'm very glad i did Smart.
0: (laughs) smart You don't want to be you the one. It, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, you don't want to be that leaning puppet in the back. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think
0: there's a derogatory term in the puppeteer like puppet community of like, don't be a leaning puppet. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: we're gonna coin that now. I'll coin that. No one
0: wants to be a leaning puppet. Yeah, no. Oh god, just don't don't be a leaning puppet, right? It's yeah, the worst no thing.
1: Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, Dark Crystal was something else. I was, again, another lucky one. I ended up doing sort of a lot of different things on that. Um, cool. I was working mostly with um, a puppeteer called, a fantastic puppeteer actually, called Helena Clark's me. Yeah. Um, name you might have heard of before. She was the collector, Skexis, and she, was, <sighs> she cool. was selling as well, um, amongst lots of other things. you know, The whole core team did sort of covered most of the things and we would right. jump in of assist but I was really lucky that I got to work with her pretty much the entire time up close um
0: oh, cool
1: yeah and I was assisting her in the skexis. so we had like the the nose pump for all the goo and like Ugh. so that, that was fun uh <laughs> and then seeing her doing the super intense Oscar winning stuff yeah with Celadon was just amazing. You know, I was doing her arms or whatever else she needed um, at that point. Um yeah, again, something really special to see up close and to see that whole core team actually delivering incredible stuff. And like the I mean, oh, yeah, there was just so much, so much good stuff in there that really pushed puppetry. Um and another great thing about it was that they managed to include uh, Law, who was like a giant rod puppet, giant marquee puppet, right, puppeted by Damian, which was apparently one of the original ideas that Jim Henson wanted to have in the oh. movie. Yeah, so I did a bit of digging. I read an article about it, and um, gosh, this was way back on on the show, and um, the technology at the time just wasn't there because sure. a lot of the tech this time was used to take us out. Um, oh. And that's what happened with the law stuff. Um, so they're able to have that sort of rod puppet. Just having yeah. all of the different types of puppetry was phenomenal anyway. Yeah. But to have a giant rod puppet on the set um, just worked so beautifully. And uh, I was lucky to be on the B team for that. So when um, usually it was Damien Farrell, Dave Chapman, and Warwick Brown Pike. But if Legends. I know, yeah. <laughs> and if uh, Warwick and Dave were on other characters that was featured, then Lynn and I were stepping in to do it. Um, and, again, that was a real kind of pleasure to do, something that, you know, was that kind of pure puppetry. Yeah. In, was, uh, was really special. You know, that's the kind of stuff that I'd done in my theatre world, the rod puppetry stuff. Yeah. And certainly with The Little Angel. So um, that was something that I jumped on. That was really my jam, you know.
0: I bet. Yeah. And what a cool-looking character, too. Just, like, oh, rocks held together. Like, what a cool design.
1: Darn it. So good. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. There's just so much to love. And the the universe of it, again, there's just so much room for expansion. And
0: Yeah. And just the the sheer Brian Froud. Yeah. It's, like, the eye of how they – it's very clear who – like, if you see a Norman Rockwell painting or, like, a specific artist's painting, it's so mm. ingrained in the, the way their brain works. Dark Crystal's just- one of those things that just – oh got it got it this is the mental yeah. stamp of this artist
1: and, yes you need just, just a tiny bit of it don't you to know yeah. that, that that's, their, that's their aesthetic that's yeah that's the visual language and actually the visual mythology yeah. is so strong um you look at those things and it tells you the history of the whole world just by yeah. looking at of lines on a page i find that with um uh in Star Wars as well, um, Yeah. when we, we were shooting in Jordan on a scene with the Aki-Aki, um, yeah. who were these incredibly designed aliens with really long, yeah, yeah, they're really yeah. long tentacles. And looking at them on location in those costumes with the things they had, you know, the stools and things and the props, you just go, this is incredible. Like the production design here, the it tells me everything about these people yeah in advance and that is such a skill That is such a skill it
0: is it's like oh um, this is this is real they just live yeah. here oh hi yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, so yeah.
1: Cool. oh they must have been here the whole time yeah i'm glad yeah. we got them on the they movie get yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah how nice of them
0: <laughs> yeah so through dark crystal is that how you got to work with voxen
1: <laughs> oh so do i know yeah. stuff claire yeah.
0: did i see the music video where you made a panorama maybe i did
1: <laughs> oh. maybe i did <laughs> Maybe you did, yeah. I loved making that video, you know. Um, I bet. So, I met Becky on on mm-hmm. Becky Henderson on Solo.
0: Oh, I didn't know she worked on Solo. Interesting.
1: So you know, uh, okay. the scene that we were talking about the Mother Proxima stuff, where everyone yes. in the UK was in puppeteering Tentacle, right? So was Becky. Interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah, and I All actually right. met you know, a good few of us met on that. Like, I think the more people you talk to, you know, the, yeah. world, the more you just check whether they were there. Yeah. Um, what does Proxima mean to you?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's, it's everything. That's where we all met. Um, but yeah, I met Becky there very briefly. Um, and then uh, obviously on Dark Crystal. Mm-hmm. Um, we did get to work together on a puppet on Dark Crystal. Mm-hmm. Because you know, we were in different worlds. A lot of sure. for a lot of us it felt like completely different jobs. You know. Sure. Um, she's deep. She's deep. She's got a lot of work to do. <laughs> she's 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 got her hands full. Just a yeah. Um, and then on Dark Crystal, we got talking about her band, and obviously with my interest in music as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she discovered one day that I was a bit of a builder. Um, and that I, my background was from, you know, I started building puppets and making theater shows. Yeah. She got excited about that. Um, Rightfully so. <laughs> and so we decided to collaborate on a project and that was the Sanctuary music video. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, and their thing, the thing that we were trying to kind of nail was the kind of contemporary music and an older visual mm-hmm. um and cranky boxes are something that I've been really interested in for a while um just because I'm you know I'm that nerd that has all the books Why not? All the old things in, you know I respect it yeah yeah and you, well, you never know when you're gonna need to make a cranky box I've no.
0: always said this
1: <laughs> <laughs> it means the something different t- over <laughs> here
0: but <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> it's a whole different interview you know um yeah <laughs> uh and yeah so i suggested look let's look at a really old-fashioned way of telling this again let's see if we can juxtapose that you know your musical style with some kind of older visual style yeah um and i'm really into illustration because why not uh,
0: uh-huh. Because why <laughs> uh, not i've seen your drawings they are not? awesome
1: oh thanks very much um So, yeah, it was a nice way of kind of, again, combining the puppetry stuff and the illustration interests and musical interests. Um, And Shadows is something that over... So I had three months of the lockdown Mm -hmm. um, in 2020 and then I ended up going back to work. But in those three months, I um, ended up teaching myself how to shoot and edit. Um...
0: (laughs) You are a machine and I love it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's that old have a go That's right um, you got to try the thing uh, And I started experimenting with shadow puppetry And shadow puppetry again is something that I just adore The simplicity yes. of the way that you can tell a story With shadow Agreed. puppetry Is just something that I, I just could not try um, So I added that to the mix with the vox and beard. um. Cool. And they loved it. Yeah, they loved the concept. So we ran with it. Um and yeah, it's a it's such an important story as well, you know. Yeah. It's trials and the invisible women of those days. I just think mm-hmm. it's, um, it all just kind of married really well together.
0: Oh. yeah. Oh. It is really cool. Did <laughs> Thank it, you. How how does it work? Because there's is there's not like a 50 foot circular piece of paper that's going through like how I'm looking no. at it and I see it. How does it work? What am I looking at?
1: So it's just one scrolling panorama. So it looks like it's kind of probably about this tall maybe. Uh-huh. And then the bottom is bigger. Right. Um, and it's one big roll of paper. And okay. then that's it. And then you slide it on one side. So right. the furthest side. And then you sort of unravel it and attach it to one of the uprights on the other okay. side. And then crank that one. And then the whole thing unravels. And then it rolls onto the other side got it so it's one roll that completely goes on the other side okay um and then you have a light source behind it so you've got illustration on the front
2: mm-hmm. which
1: is lit we sort of light in front uh and then you have the brighter to the light from behind um and you can puppeteer in the in that light to create your shadows from behind
0: oh so the words that are on this on the paper are actually on the paper and then all the yeah. other stuff with shadow puppets you timed in between that's cr- how that's many right. tries did that take to get the timing right
1: <laughs> that. Yeah. Oh.
0: i saw so in your eyes
1: real, <laughs> you saw the fear flick really. yeah. <laughs> um so the real story is we turn we slowed the track down
0: that is genius that makes like sense
1: 50 percent, so that we could cram in as much as possible See,
0: there's no way um, you can do it regular we're human beings
1: and also i (laughs) have some help as well so i got um my dear friend uh dominic cray who has been coming along with my hair brain schemes we all
0: need a co-pilot
1: yeah exactly and then annie brooks who's another fantastic puppeteer who i met doing uh theater work years and years ago and we collaborate um, as much as we can and she's a fantastic maker as well she has a really similar style to me actually so we often cool. kind of throw each other work or share projects as well over the years. Um, yeah. Yeah, she was a great ally to have on that too. So we slowed it down and then we could kind of cram in a load more. Um, uh, okay, okay. But, uh, but that track in my mind is really slow. And then when I hear it, oh, really, oh my God, so fast. It's like a rave track now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got, what speed is this going? On?
0: Oh, the oh. Yeah. Oh, it's, <laughs>
1: it's not speed. Fine, okay. That's but funny. also it's a nice job description because I did that I was sort of making the ideas for that and sort of teaching myself shadow puppetry
2: uh-huh. in
1: that first lockdown and then it was like a couple of halloween's later i made the video but i taught myself the shadow puppetry stuff and all the delicate handmade stuff in those three months and then i went to puppeteer big dinosaurs i was about away. to say
0: if this is the during the lockdown this is right around jurassic world dominion picks up right after
1: that's right yeah um, how
0: how was that it's dinosaurs I mean,
1: it's dino time yeah it's pretty cool it is really cool and actually watching jurassic park as a tiny child was again one of the reasons why i wanted to do the, this job now yeah i feel like that came back around was just you know something special and i was always a massive dilophosaurus fan I was like, oh, oh good one yeah 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 and i in, I get a phone call. I'm working on um, I was directing some puppetry on a theater show in London, and uh, I get a phone call from Derek Arnold. Um, I've heard of him, mutual. yeah, <laughs> that guy, yeah, he's all right, <laughs> yeah, he's fine. Uh, and he says, Hey, Claire. And I was like, Yeah, he said, I've got Spot a job on impression. <laughs> he said, I've got a job you're gonna want to do. And I was like, Oh, cool, well, tell me when. He was like, next week and I said okay well I I can't do next week and I remember (laughs) saying to him but if it's what I think it is please ring me back please ring me back um and he did so you know he did uh, that was great and then the first day I walk in there's a can you come and you know have a have a look at this and it's a dilophosaurus and then it's that another moment where you go oh I just need to my throat's a bit dry. And I just need to <laughs> pretend to get something out of my bag and then
0: right. come back. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta Do what
1: uh, you gotta um, do. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. And I feel like everybody does it. You everybody have to.
0: If you don't, I don't trust you. It's That's yes, my exactly. litmus test. Yeah, Yeah,
1: you don't deserve to be here if you're not If on you the can edge look at a here.
0: dinosaur <laughs> with a dry eye, yes. I want nothing to do with you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so true, it's so true. If you're not as big a nerd as me about dinos, yeah, get out, <laughs> get out. We don't need you um, here. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, yeah, so that was um, yeah, Jurassic was quite an experience, and of course, doing it in the pandemic was um, was wild.
0: I bet different world,
1: really, really wild. Yeah, yeah, a Jurassic world, a Jurassic <laughs> world. <laughs>
0: I knew I liked you,
1: Claire. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was amazing, and and the teams. I mean, the teams are always amazing. Like everyone yeah. on the cruise are always amazing because you're all just working and working and pushing for that same end. But mm. it was something else to watch people pull together during that time and kind oh, of get, make the thing. Um, yeah, the level of support as well. People were showing to each other was was brilliant, and the kindness and you know the. The things you need to do your job were provided for you. You know, if you need X, Y, Z, Z, then, you know, just people going above and beyond. Like, yeah. Um, and of course, that pulls teams tighter together as well. So, actually, you know, if you've got a shorthand with someone in our team, we're suddenly even kind of even tighter because the shorthand is even shorter. Um, right. And uh, Derek and Derek Arnold and Damian Farrell, mm-hmm. who are puppet captaining that job, just did an incredible job. And John Nolan's team, just. Oh. Everyone in again, again, it's this thing of people working at the top of their art, and not only working at the top of their art, but during a global pandemic as well. Like, yeah, incredible, unprecedented times. Yeah, yeah, as they say, yes, as they um, say, yeah, that's
0: wild. Do you do you still get nervous because you're in this pool of like people at their apex, but also you've you've been killing it for a long time as well. Like you,
1: you know, Mm -hmm. I. It's that, it's that performing thing, you know, I think you see the thing and you do your best with the thing and that's all you can ever do. I am not, I'm not a very, I'm a bit, I'm a bit unflappable, I'd say I'm not very flappable, (laughs) but there are moments where you go, Oh, wow, this is, you know, this is a big deal. Sometimes you catch yourself. I get it less, less often now, but certainly in those early days when we were talking about the uh, Lalea Primock in the jar. for for someone it's just you know it's my first thing on my own um you get it then absolutely and also in your brain goes through they're spending millions of pounds here yeah (laughs) (laughs) me me to to do it right that that's that's going on there you know but um i think the old like performance training sort of kicks in and you you can kind of make that stress level or manage that and kind of put on your big resilience pants and kind of go yeah i've got this sure and i think the dream is always in the team as well like if you feel like you're supported
0: of course
1: whole team are are all pushing for the same ends then yeah you tend to not get nervous i think eventually sure that you sort of work through
0: Mm -hmm. makes sense Mm.
1: but you can use nerves in a really good way as well you know
0: totally i agree
1: As you know, like acting, you can, you know, you harness that and make it something, make it into useful energy.
0: Right. I totally agree. Mm. How did, how did you end up doing Moz? Because I've seen you connected with like (laughs) stuff, with like a real Moz Kanata. And you're like, it's, uh, explain this to me. I've seen cables attached. It's like she's puppeteering you almost, but you're puppeteering her.
1: Yeah. You see me plugged in. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, the Maz story for me is again it's a real funny cyclical one
2: sure. because
1: that first thing that I was interviewed for that Brian Herring rang me for all those years ago
2: yeah
1: actually was for Maz when she was going to be a puppet oh. and it became CG and Lapita did the capture for her right and then it all came all the way back around to being a puppet um and
0: interesting
1: yeah isn't that interesting so that was the first thing I auditioned for and it was the last thing I did in the in Rise of Sky, yeah, so that kind of feels like a little magic circle somehow. Um, I love it, but yeah, I ended up doing that. So I, I was working on Dark Crystal and I was asked to add a call from uh, Neil Scanlon. Oh, uh, amazing. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the team there, and there were a couple of things that they had lined up that they wanted me to do, but they also. One of them was the mouse stuff, cool. um, so I obviously say yes. I'd love to do whatever it is that you'd like me to do because they're all fantastic. Because yes, because um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's always there. Um And then so I turn up to uh, try a mouse for the first time, and it's a data suit. So I wear the data suit. Okay. I have uh, you've probably seen on the pictures. There's lots of wires coming up, but you have like uh, I have gloves. I have. Yep cuffs on my arms i have a vest on so there's a sensor on my chest on my stomach on my back uh on my shoulders i've also got a headband on with sensors here uh-huh. as well um so it's the whole body is captured the whole upper body oh um and that the data suit drives the puppet essentially and what that means okay. is i don't have to be next to the, the puppet on the set so sure. the puppet can be in the scene and then we run everything, all the cables out, and we can be right next to JJ, so that she becomes a completely directable character within the scene. Huh. amazing! Hey, and then we have um, Matt Denton on the eyes and the frown and like the Legend. upper part of her face. Yeah, absolutely. I mean the tech that they have there, um, and that he's the software he's created is just amazing. Um, yeah. Then Richard Coombs on the oh, and the dialogue on set. Uh, and the lower part of the face um, so that, you know, we're all working together again to push to that kind of really directable character on yeah. set. And of course, if, and if we're not right next to it, I mean, how fantastic for the cast to oh, yeah. have <laughs> living, breathing Maz just, just there next to them. Yeah. Um, and of course we had a lot of scenes where, um, Lots of scenes with uh, Leia in as well. So there's lots of stuff with and Leia.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: And so to have her there just meant that that scene could be just as intimate as intended, you know, and those scenes where in the cave and on the base can Mm. be not surrounded by loads of puppeteers and we just have the character in there performing just as, as a living, breathing creature. With everybody else alongside, just again, in, in, incredible stuff. And we we you know we run all the cables out, and we set up outside the set. And I work with we work with monitors, and I have two of them depending on where my eye line is, because of course I have to do whatever she's doing. Oh right, I have <laughs> I have my monitors sort of all over the place um, to be able to see, physically see what what she's doing. Um, yeah,
2: That's and and so wild. like.
1: A level of movement just for, I mean, if if you've seen the picture, you'll see that I don't have that many sensors on me at all, really. Um, But how she's able to mimic the detail is something else. Like I move my hands, all my Uh fingers, I have control of all the fingers on her and she would do exactly, you know, does exactly
0: the
1: same. Um, The craftsmanship and the, just the attention to detail. I mean, even down to the painting, which was, um, uh, the The team there on the painting, I think it was Henrik. Um, There were gold flecks on her skin. Wow! Just stunning. I looked at her obviously on a monitor. Yeah, of course. You got
0: you (laughs) got to get into the mindset. You You start to
1: notice these things, and you appreciate these things, you know. Yeah. Uh, And then, of course, we were because she already existed as a CGI creation in, in the world. We're then looking back at all the footage that exists of her already. Mm-hmm. Um, the performances by Lupita and Artie Shah as well. So Artie Shah oh, was, giving, was the sort of body performer as well on uh, Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. So we're looking back at all that because it's so different to creating a new character when you're, she's already there. So we then look sure. back at what's before to try and match it. And then also to look at how we advance it, because where is she at that point in this story? How, you know,
0: what, sure. what
1: could have, what could have changed for us now with her? right home rise. um yeah that was yeah that was great fun actually that was a really great character to get stuck into
0: that's so nuts i was wondering mm. how sensitive it is because like the just to see the technology from seven from the creature perspective to like solo oh. with six eyes is like
1: you guys are creating like fast, things, is not it yeah yeah like how do you know it's funny you say about six eyes because i was um so i was around that table i was directly opposite um Derek, in, in oh, six were eyes, you? I, yeah, I was over on uh, Therm Scissor Punch. You know? Oh,
0: yeah, of course, the lobster, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, with Lynn, uh, Andy Heath, Yestin, Evans, Dude. and uh, yeah, yeah, we were all over there, but I was sat opposite um, six eyes, and so every now and then in between takes, I just look up and just stare at it <laughs> because it's just incredible. He yeah. looks. He looks like a CGI. You look at him in the real world with your yeah. own human eyes. And yeah. your brain says, oh, that looks like CGI. I mean, it's unreal. It had an incredible um, uh, bit of programming. Um, I think Matt Denton's behind uh, yeah. where the eyes kind of, they have a little bit of like residual movement. So when Derek's moving his head,
0: the yes. eyes,
1: still have that sort of little bit of life in them and respond to what he's saying almost like gimbal tech, I guess it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's just something else. And tech, the tech moves so fast is the other yeah. thing. So you know, we have that tech for Maz on Rise of Skywalker, who knows what they're going to come up with next. For the, I think for... the
0: same thing. <laughs>
1: I know. And, uh, it's just mind blowing. Just mind blowing.
0: What a time um, to be alive.
1: Yeah, for sure. And to, to, Go in and even be a tiny part of that is something that I don't think I'll ever get. Yeah. From. Always remember not to take for granted because it's just magic. What people are creating there.
0: Agreed. Do you find that the technology is making your job easier in some ways, or you also have to learn to use it as well? So does it even yeah. help?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. I think the way they work best is when they complement each other. Yeah. Uh, I love. The mixture of the practical and the vfx stuff because obviously you look back to the 90s and you you can kind of see the tech uh yeah. was being pushed and pushed and pushed uh and yeah. the tech was being kind of let's see how far it can go and see how right. far it can place things and how far it can push and we found the limits you know right that seems to happen but now i think it's just sort of across the industry it's more appreciated that those things sit so beautifully together I mean you only need to look at some of the stuff in Dark Crystal or Jurassic or Star Wars or any Mm -hmm. of the things we've been talking about to kind of appreciate that the two go hand in hand and certainly with the Maz stuff as well you know we only had an upper body so we are kind of I'm moving her to create you know the the sensation that the uh, illusion sorry that she exists from the floor up Um, and when that information it all goes over to ILM. Obviously they already have her as digital property, so they sure. can replace little bits and pieces. According to, there was lots of, um, uh, the dialogue, um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: some dialogue changes and things. So they would can replace the mouth or like they can replace whatever they need to. Sure. Um, and they have that basis of the practical performance under there just to give it that little bit of, of something real, you know, it gives yeah. it that beat- like you were saying earlier on in our chat, it gives it that, that realism, um, and i love seeing it when those two things sit together
2: yeah and, Marissa,
1: and it, it, you know and your brain doesn't go oh that feels weird right um, yeah. <laughs> you're seeing so much more now where it just is just 100% believable it's unreal
0: i agree do you have any advice for people that want to be puppeteers today because the landscape is so different and rapidly changing
1: that's a really good question i think it's less about the tech and more about stuff like getting good at doing the thing Sure. will open doors for you. Like I think that's probably the, a bit of useful Intel um, yeah. and not being afraid to have a go at it, no matter what that is, you know, whether that's something that's really practical, whether that's something that does involve some sort of tech for you. Um, yeah. But yeah. Getting good at the thing and having access, I think access to the things is is quite difficult Mm. for a lot of people you know i came up through theater and was lucky to kind of carve a way into what i'm doing now but Mm -hmm. it is you know the the entertainment industry is hard to to get into you know and it is it's a slog i think um I think the thing that serves me the best is trying to just keep doing, keep doing the thing.
0: Yeah. Keep, thing. <laughs> keep getting better.
1: Like, yeah. Yeah. I think so because nobody's going to offer you a job on a film if you're not willing to put the work in, you know, or like, yeah. I think it's all about, <laughs> is it about blind belief that you can do? I think it is. <laughs> <A little laughs> bit like that. Maybe it is, but also remember to pay your bills and stuff. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> oh also look after your mental health because yeah that's important i think um yes i think you're right <laughs> Waffle, waffle. <yeah>.
0: <laughs> and then i i am personally curious what is your favorite bottle in your collection i know i know claire look at this um, didn't think i'd know did you
1: <laughs> i didn't think you'd know about that yet so it little- came
0: in my house claire
1: <laughs> Not realizing. I love the kubos in the background there. By I the know way. my
0: little boy. Look hey at him. Hey buddy. Hey buddy.
1: So, hey buddy. so <laughs> playing for the camera now. Yeah. Um, my favorite ball. I mean, any of the little poison balls. I got a really teeny tiny little green. Yeah. Little green situation. Uh, yeah. that uh, I think I found in a junk shop in Greenwich when I used to live in London um cool. he's been pretty great gets a lot of attention a lot of Regularly great press so. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i always feel like they're being a bit wasted just on my shelf but someone will someone will come in my house and, and be excited about it and prove me wrong so boom yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm excited about it that counts Hooray! <laughs> well just like that claire we've been talking for over an hour you survived
1: amazing i'm still here so you. Did
0: you. this was amazing i i knew this was going to be oh, fun it's been but so nice oh, chatting you are to you. a gem so
1: oh, well, it's been a long time coming you know
0: it has and i'm i'm glad i'm glad because we had to build up the stories and the rapport you know what i mean yeah, it would yeah, have been too did. early who knows yeah. what happen.
1: well it was 2020 so indeed who knows what that's true
0: happening. yeah we had to survive that first before we yes, survived we each other's company
1: and yeah. we've done both, so well done us yeah we've well look at us <laughs> high
0: five so <laughs> Before I let you go, though, I got to ask where can Hmm. people find your stuff? Where can they find you online? Talk to me.
1: Uh, So I am mostly on Instagram these days, actually. It's just such a nice visual medium, isn't it? Uh, You can find Claire Harvey. That's just my full name. And uh, I do have a website as well, uh, which is claireroyharvey.com. But yeah, Uh, I'm also on Twitter, I think, as well. But you'll mostly catch me on Instagram. Come over there. Yeah. Have a a go. Yeah, why not? Try it. Learn it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Hello, friends! Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Interesting Podcast. If you'd like to follow the show, it's at Pod of Interest on Twitter and Instagram. If you'd like to follow me, I'm at Jedi Brian on all social media sites. You can also find me at brianbalance.com. There, you'll find my demos, short films, and a bunch of other really fun stuff. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it and tell your friends. A good rating or review always helps and is greatly appreciated. Let the people know we've got some cool stuff going on over here. Speaking of cool stuff, we now have merch. Just search the interesting podcast on tpublic.com to pick you up some sweet gear. Also, I've made a Patreon, so if you'd like to support the show more directly and get early releases of the show, you now have that option over at patreon.com slash Brian. On that note, special thanks to Daryl, Daz, Ben, and Chris. Your support means so much to me, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. So until next time, be well.